Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Oh boy, my past 24 hours have just been crazy. I mean, just so, (laughs) so insane. I'm going to try to capture this for you in words best I can. Well, you know, today is my birthday. Uh, I was born on October the 25th of 1976 at 1.39 a.m. in Asheville, North Carolina on the East Coast. And yet, for the first time ever, my actual birthday for me was on October 24th. And that's because I am here on the West Coast. This is the first time I've ever been on the West Coast for my birthday. So that means that because I was born an hour and 39 minutes after midnight on the East Coast, that means that I was actually born at 10.39 p.m. on October 24th, the day before, on the West Coast. And to be honest with you, that never even occurred to me until yesterday. I realized that the actual time of my birth was going to be for me, for the first time ever, celebrated on the evening of October 24th. And uh, so, you know, if you if you really are that specific, you know, you, you take time into consideration. Uh, so so yesterday was, was uh, basically my birthday at, at this location. And it was also a full moon. And it coincided with this, I mean, just extravaganza. I told you that I was going to go to this red carpet yesterday for, of course, Murray the Magician. And, uh, of course, you know, he works with uh, Lefty Douglas. I've interviewed both of them on this podcast. They just moved to the Tropicana. And so, and of course, I've been invited to red carpets before, but uh, I've just never gone. So I wasn't even sure what to expect. So... Lauren and I, we, we show up, we, we Uber ourselves over there, and it was very strange, because basically you have like this area with a big crowd of people all crushing around, and yes, you got celebrities, you know, just all over the place, you, there was uh, Chum Lee from Pawn Stars, uh, Rich Little was there, uh, every magician in Vegas you can imagine just about was there, and uh, let's see, you had rock stars, I mean, all these people are just like running around in this relatively small space, and then there's just a red carpet there with a backdrop, like a photo backdrop that just says Tropicana, you know, Murray the Magician, and everybody's kind of standing around like they don't know what is going on, and what, what's going to happen, and there are these photographers that are sort of around that little red carpet spot, just waiting for somebody who thinks they're somebody, you know, to to step up onto that red carpet. Now, they have a list of celebrities that are supposed to be there. But um, but basically, like, if you think you're somebody, then, you know, you, you step up on that red carpet and they're supposed to, you know, like, take your picture. So it's it puts you in a very odd position because you're like, well, hell, I, uh, I don't know. Am I worthy of this? Should I should I step onto the red carpet? 
And of course, Lauren's like, let's just go get a drink and get our seat, you know. And, and but I'm like, what the hell? I'm, I'm possibly never going to do a red carpet again. So I make that uh, that leap. I jump onto the red carpet. The flash bulbs start going off. And so I'm like, hell yeah, look. Yeah, I'm somebody. I'm on the red carpet. So the, all these pictures get taken and reporters are writing all this stuff down. Very, very strange. I mean, like, uh, completely counterintuitive to normal human behavior. And so... Anyway, I was like, all right, did that. So then we went in and got a couple glasses of wine, took our seat. That theater was so jam-packed. And Murray and and Lefty did one hell of a show, you can imagine. But I kind of felt bad for them because the theater was so packed. Because they do this at the Laugh Factory there at the Tropicana. They had seats so crammed on both sides that if you were in one of those extreme seats you could see everything the magician was doing and i actually switched seats a few times from different points of view and i'm telling you see in the laugh factory they're used to having comedians who don't do magic necessarily and so you don't fill a room in there like that with magicians like you would with comedians you know like with comedians you don't care you just shove in as many people as you want but 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 with magicians you know you've got to have a certain perspective no magician wants you to see what he's doing behind his back i guarantee you that right that that's where the trick is you know happening behind the back behind the prop whatever but they had pushed so many people in there in order to accommodate the the I'm, I'm talking like excited, enthusiastic, roaring crowd that showed up for this. That uh, a good chunk of the audience could could see the tricks. But I must tell you that I was even more impressed by being able to get that point of view at times because those fellows are just so slick. You know what I mean? If, if you even you can still see how they're doing the trick and still appreciate the incredible talent and skill that it takes to pull that off. So they just did a hell of a show, knocked it out of the ballpark, right? So then Lauren and I went to the casino. We had a very good night at the casino. We we were winning, winning, winning over and over. We kept getting bonuses and stuff. And then there was an after party. So the after party was at this really nice upscale Italian restaurant. And so um, we show up for the after party, and we had our own little special section there. Couldn't have asked for better seating. Uh, so, you know, here Lauren and I are, and to, to our left is Murray and Murray's mother and Murray's girlfriend, Danny, the showgirl. You know, I've interviewed her on this podcast. And then to my right is sitting Lefty. That's ironic, isn't it? Uh, and then across from me is this uh, young up-and-coming magician here in Vegas named Ben and also at the table get a load of this at this table is a living legend 85 year old Arthur Duncan is sitting right there he was the original tap dancer on the Lawrence Welk show 
And in fact, if you look up his Wikipedia page, here's what it says about him. It says he is an American tap dancer uh, known as a performer on the Lawrence Welk show from 1964 to 1982, which made him the first African-American regular on a variety television program. Can you believe that? He was discovered by Betty White in 1954. And this guy sitting there, he's sharp as a tack. Hell, the guy got up and danced. Can you believe that? He got up and danced at, at one point in the night. And he's got the moves at 85. Is that not insane? So he's there with his uh, companion, a wonderful lady named Ann. And I mean, what a table, okay? What a table. I don't even know all these people who are, who are popping in and out. And so everybody's cutting up, having a great time. And uh, now here's something I will tell you about magicians. Usually magicians, in my experience, they don't like to do magic when they're not working. But so <clears throat> like, you know, if you, you bring up, doing a magic trick at the dinner table they're like oh no, i'll do that when i'm working you know but last night i was like yeah fuck that we're i want to see some magic tonight you know so i was i i start putting pressure on these guys like you're magicians do something right and the waitress comes over and uh, the server and uh fortunately she was like she starts asking for some magic tricks and none of these magicians want to show her a trick and i'm like I'll show you a trick, ma'am. And everybody's like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I will be the example. I will set the example here for the evening. So I show her a trick. She loves it. I blow her mind. And then I toss it to Doug. And I'm like, oh, well, this guy's never done a trick in his whole life. But I just taught him something. And Doug's looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> so anyway, Doug's a good sport. He plays along lefty, you know. And uh, so he, he he goes and he gets some napkins and he starts doing this great trick and he's, he's blowing her mind and uh, he's using all this sleight of hand. I mean, it was, it was so much fun. And then Ben gets up and he does a trick and he goes all around the table and gets everybody involved. I got just about everybody at that table involved in magic. I don't think Murray ever actually budged. He was like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> this is my time to relax. I've been working my ass off. I don't think Murray I did a trick, but I got just about everybody else at that table involved in a magic trick, and we just had a blast. As a matter of fact, um, uh, Lefty texted me today and said that uh, he kind of felt like we were at the kids' table last night, because, you know, we were, we were the ones who were getting into mischief and making everybody happy but we had a, had just an incredible time just wouldn't you have loved to have been in, at that table last night i mean with the stories that arthur was telling he knew everybody everybody okay he got to work with everybody as a matter of fact um lauren and i are uh we made plans we're going to go out to dinner with him and uh, and then you know me i'm going to do my best to get an interview with him and uh, so you can hear some of his stories, and it's, it's just one of those sort of, you know, lives. It always reminds me of that movie Forrest Gump, you know, how certain people just find themselves in a situation where uh, serendipity kicks in, and they're at the right place at the right time, and they're just meeting all these uh, amazing people. And, 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 you know, that's one of the great things about living here in Las Vegas, uh, 
at least part-time like I'm doing right now. You 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 never know when you're going to just run into some kind of celebrity and you may not even know who it is at first. I mean, obviously, you, you know, you, at least once a month you run into an Elvis uh, impersonator or a, a Prince impersonator or Madonna or whatever. But, uh, but no, they're, they're real celebrities, you know, just all over the place. And um, I don't usually uh, say anything to them. Uh, why should you, you know? I mean, it, it, I understand, like, there's a difference between what they do for work and then what they're doing when they're walking down the street. I mean, it's like I got on an elevator, uh, and uh, right before the doors closed, uh, Coolio gets on the elevator with me. Okay, it's me and Coolio and his bodyguard, and I love Coolio. I had started listening to his stuff when I was in high school, and you know I, that was my opportunity to be like Coolio. Oh my god! But I, at that point, I was like, I, I don't really have anything uh, meaningful to say. I mean, I guess maybe he would, maybe he would have liked to have heard me say, "Hey, I, I, I love your work." But maybe he was having a bad day or something, and he didn't want to hear some stranger on an elevator. I, I, so I don't know. I err on the side of caution. I don't usually say anything to these folks. And so it's great when you're in a position like uh, the one yesterday, where these people are showing up because they want to interact. You know, They want to show off. And uh, and you get to go up and, and talk to folks, and everybody's having a good time. And so last night... I had my birthday at 10.39 p.m. West Coast time. There in that uh, wonderful Italian restaurant with all these intriguing people and all this fun stuff going on. And get a load of this. Also, having her birthday that night, just I think minutes after mine, was Murray's mother, Arlene. Isn't that something? That Murray... Murray's mom and myself were both basically having a birthday experience at the same time in the midst of all this and to top it all off okay we everybody is feasting everybody's drinking whatever they want the the restaurant owner was there and they and I mean they brought out all these desserts I don't even think anybody ordered desserts they brought out all these desserts I got an espresso I mean like we got treated like kings and queens and at the end of it all the owner picked up the tab i didn't know that was going to happen so i'm sitting here splurging knowing hey you know this is like my birthday meal or whatever you know so i'm having fun and i'm buying whatever the hell i want i mean and um I wouldn't actually, you know what, I wouldn't call that splurging. That's kind of like a normal night for me. <laughs> but, but, you know, probably a little overboard. I, I don't usually, you know, partake in dessert and stuff like that. And um, so, picked up the tab. Picked up the tab. And so, uh, my goodness, what what an amazing uh, place. And, you know, I, um, I'm not sure if I should give out the name. I, I, I always hate... Um, well, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I, I presume it's okay. Uh, sometimes you don't want to talk about these places where these these celebrities and stuff like to hang out because they want to keep it a secret, you know. But this place was called uh, uh, Bella Notte. Bella Notte. I guess that's how you pronounce it. On Durango there. near. I guess it's right, right there at Summerlin. And um, 
I'm telling you, uh, the, the, the server there, the waitress, she got a lot of good tips. And she had a night herself last night that she will never forget. I would love to have been there when she went home to her loved one and said, listen to the table that I was serving tonight and the things that happened. She was taking full advantage of our um, capacity to, to entertain, as she should. And it was just one hell of a way to, to ring in a birthday. And so today I, I see uh, some notices that I have packages that are coming in that I need to pick up. Uh, hopefully some of them are some EC horror comics. You know, I love those things. Um, but I, I guess here's the, the main message that I want to pass along to you today. And that is, um, I realize even on my birthday, maybe especially on my birthday, that um, my life is such a wonderful life that my birthday is really just like any other day. Because every day, I pretty much treat like my birthday. And that's because I do what I love. I do what I enjoy. And, uh, you know, my sister Jessica recently posted one of those quotes on Facebook. Uh, It was a Steve Jobs quote along the lines of, you know, live every day like it's your last day because someday it will be you know and I was able to get into this position where my birthday doesn't really feel that different than any other day because I took risks and I uh, took leaps of faith and um, that's something that you have to experiment with by just doing it And what you'll find is that you might be afraid of where you're going to be in a week or a month or a year, but look back on your life so far and you see, hey, you you always made it, right? You know, somehow it always worked out for you. And so the bigger the leap of faith that you take, um, the more you will be rewarded as long as you do it in a smart way. You know, you you don't want to do something ridiculous, but you do have to take risks and if you're not if, if if what you're doing in your life right now is not frightening you a little bit then um, you're not growing you need to be scared that's what faith is there for is to sort of you know get you through that and um, I am so fortunate to have all of these wonderful friends all of you listening to this podcast I can't even begin to express how many birthday wishes have come in here today so thank you thank you for all of them and and I read every single one and they all mean a lot to me and it's funny because I know when I was young uh, people would say uh, you know do what you love and the money will come and what I found as I've gotten older is that's partially true But it's actually much more, uh, there's a twist on it, okay? Let me put it this way. If you do what you love every day, the money actually may not come. 
overflowing you like you think it's going to. But what you find is you don't care because you're doing what you love. You see? So that's the irony. You don't care about money. And first off, you've got to have your health. And I'm not talking about 100% perfect health. Nobody's 100% perfect. But you want to enjoy the health that you do have and don't take that health for granted. But secondly, you you do the things that you love the best you can. And you might not be able to 100% do the thing that you love. Like let's say the thing that you love is uh, flying a fighter jet. Well, that's an expensive thing to love. So you're, you might not be able to do that. Realistically, uh, there are maybe a many, many variables involved there that will prevent you from being able to fly a fighter jet. But what you can do is get as close to that as possible. And virtual reality stuff makes that, you know, very possible. Or, okay, maybe you can't fly a fighter jet. Maybe you, you you can fly some kind of uh, smaller airplane or something, you know. Maybe you want to go out and hang glide. It's like you don't always have to fulfill your dream 100%. As a matter of fact, you're probably never going to be able to do that. But, you know, shoot for 100%, knowing that you're going to fall short. But you can get as close as it uh, as, as possible to it, you know. Um, shoot for the stars and maybe you'll make it to the moon kind of thing. Um, so, you know, don't drive yourself crazy being some kind of a uh, neurotic perfectionist. But if you really figure out what it is that you love to do and you do that every day, then eventually you'll find a way to make some money from that. But like I say, it doesn't really matter how much, you know, if you get rich off of it or not, because if you got rich, you'd be, you, what would you be doing? Well, you'd still be doing the same thing because you're doing what you love. So forget the money. People get so hung up on money. It's insane how hung up people get on money without just focusing on the, the experience they want to have. So the wonderful thing about my birthday is that I've reached a point in my life where when my birthday rolls around, it reminds me of how great my life is because my birthday is really no different than any other day because I still am doing what I love to do uh, and one of the things I love to do is this podcast. So whenever I have the time and I try to do it every day, I do this podcast. I enjoy this process of speaking with you and uh, expressing ideas. And and I I think it probably exercises a part of my brain that uh, keeps that part of the brain sharp as well. But anyway, that said, uh, (laughs) you can imagine, you can imagine what adventures lie ahead. The month of October is not over yet, and I have plenty of crazy and fun things to tell you about over the coming days. So be sure to uh, keep up with this podcast, all right? It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's independent. It's uncensored. It's always short. It's always free. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, there is no period after the P. Go to joshuapwarren.com. You'll find all kinds of cool stuff. 
You'll see the uh, Gallery of the Strange. You'll see my Curiosity Shop. But you'll find a link to this podcast. And if you click that link, you can subscribe to this podcast through various means. Or just follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren. And I will tweet when a new one is available. So that's it for today. Thank you again for all the wonderful birthday wishes. It means the world to me. And uh, I love you. I really do. I love you all. Uh, And uh, thank you. You know, thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest, your support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.